Welcome to the home of the blessed people. And here is our host pastor, Pastor Dayo Adeyemo. The revelation of gifts, word of wisdom and word of knowledge is not what we are starting with. We will pick up that word later. Uh, word of wisdom gives uh, insight into the realm of the spirit. It reveals the plans and purposes of God. It reveals the plans and purposes in the mind of God. And uh, this one I usually call the greatest gift of all. Because for you to have insight into the plan and purposes in the mind of God concerning an event, a place, or a person is of great price. So that's word of wisdom. So we have word of knowledge as well. It gives revelation of the facts that are now or that have been revelation of facts, things that are true. Praise God. The discernment of spirit, which is what we are picking up now, is supernatural insight into the spirit world. What did I call it? Supernatural insight into which world? Into the spirit world. Now, in the spirit world, there are lots of things. Discernment of spirit is not only to detect evil spirits. Because oftentimes, when we want to talk of discernment of spirit, especially people who are not too sound in the world, they think discernment of spirit is only to detect evil spirits and when evil spirits are in operation. Please, somebody come and shut down this fan. One of the people who put it on. Uh, all right. So it's not only for discerning or detecting evil spirits. Discernment of spirit is also for discerning even the spirit of Christ. Discerning the spirit of the resurrected Lord and so on and so forth. Praise God. I defined it last week. I said to discern means to perceive by seeing and by hearing. By seeing and by hearing. Therefore, discerning of spirit is the same as seeing or hearing in the realm of the spirit. Praise God. Its revelation is limited to the single class of spirits. Now, to continue, because I, did, I believe I've just done a review of what we had laid as a foundation before. What is discern? I mean, what the discernment of spirit is not. Sometimes you know something very well. A wise man once said, first find out what it is not. By knowing what it is not, then it gives you a clearer picture of what it is. Praise God. There is uh, people, I mean, some people have said, that's why they say, I have the gift of discernment. I have the gift of discernment. The gift of discernment is not the same as the gift of discernment of spirit. There is, not, there is nothing called gift of discernment in the scriptures. It's discernment of spirits. Many times what people call the gift of discernment is really the gift of the word of knowledge. 
in operation. It's the gift of the word of knowledge. Don't forget, word of knowledge is supernatural insight into the realm of the spirit. Revealing what? Revealing facts. God bless you. Facts. Everybody says facts. <laughs> it reveals facts of the present or that has happened. Praise God. Okay. Note. Uh, sometimes people know things by the Spirit. They know it by the Spirit of God and they call it discernment. But that doesn't mean it's really discernment. It's actually the word of knowledge in operation. I've said that. Number two, or B, if you put it, what discernment is not is what we're addressing. B, discernment of spirits is not a kind of spiritual mind reading. That's not discernment of spirit. C, it's not psychological insight. As a trained psychologist myself, by the time you put A and B, you can procrastinate C. That is not discernment of spirit. D, it's not mental penetration. There's a way you can get into people's head. That is not discernment of spirit. E, it's not power to discern the faults of others. So people say, I have the gift of discernment. I can know where you are wrong. <laughs> Praise God. Uh, uh, it's not power to design faults of others. How many people know that unbelievers are good at that too? People who don't have Jesus, they can discern your faults. <laughs> Amen? Fault finding is easy. Uh, Matthew 7, 1, you will see that even the scriptures absolutely forbid that. Let's look at Matthew 7, 1 quickly. Matthew 7, 1. Matthew 7, ah, it's Bible study, don't forget, bring out your sword, amen. Okay, do not judge others, and you will not be what? Judge, you see that even the Bible forbids us judging one another. What does the Bible say you should do? If you don't judge, don't judge others. What should you do? Judge your, uh, praise God. Most of the people who claim they have this gift of fault finding, tell them to put it on themselves. You will see that they will stop looking for faults. Praise God. In others. Uh, one of the purposes of the baptism in the Holy Spirit to destroy this gift of discerning faults or finding faults in others, which is nothing more than criticism. Please, that is not discernment. F, the gift of discerning of the spirit is not fault finding. I've said it, I said turn it on yourself. You'll find out that uh, it's not pleasing. You'll not find faults again. G, discerning of spirit is not a spiritual gift to 
uncover human failures. Christians should walk in love. That's what the Bible says. Don't look for failures. Some people say they are discerning where failure is. No, that's not gift of discernment of the spirit. That's not what it's for. First Peter 4 8. Can somebody turn to First Peter 4 8? You'll see there that the Bible says expressly that love covers multitude of sins. God expects. And above all things, have fervent charity among yourselves, for charity shall cover what? Multitude of sins. In the New King James, it says, sins covers multitude of sins. Ephesians 3, Ephesians 4, sorry, Ephesians 4, 32, and be ye kind to one another, tender-hearted, for forgiving one another, even as Christ, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. And somebody said, Amen. H, discernment of spirit is not discerning of character or faults. It's not even the discerning of people. It is called discerning of spirits. It's not for people, it's for spirits. It deals with spirits that exist in the spirit realm, whether they are divine, satanic, or human. Discernment of spirit deals with spirits. It doesn't deal with flesh and blood. It deals with the realm of the spirit. And it identifies spirits, whether it is human, whether it is satanic, or whether it is divine. It deals with what? Spirits. Praise God. Now, now finishing that, this is what discernment is not. Discernment, I've given you a list of what discernment is not. Now, let us go further. What uh, the perception that people have had about discernment of spirits, they think it's just for detecting evil spirits. Like I told you, I just explained to you now, discernment of spirits deals with what realm? The spirit realm. And it deals with what kind of spirits in three categories? Human spirits, satanic spirits, and what other spirits? Divine spirit. Praise God. When you are talking of divine spirits, we are talking of spirits that are exclusive to God. Amen. So that's what discernment deals with. So discerning of spirits is not discerning of devils. Because when people hear discernment of spirit, the first thing they think is, oh, is that thing that helps you detect whether devil is around. No, that's not. It covers that, but that's not all it does. Praise God. It helps you to recognize the spirit of Christ too. That's the spirit that helps you to see God. If anybody says he has seen God today, that's the spirit. How do you know it is God you saw? How did you know it's Jesus Christ you saw? How did you know it was the Holy Ghost you saw? How did you know it was an angel you saw? It's discernment of spirit that will let you know. Praise God. Praise God. So discerning of spirit is not just discerning of devils, nor is it discerning just evil spirits. No. To say that the discerning of spirit has to do only with devils is misleading. This gift has to do with the entire class 
of the spirit or human spirits, for example, we said it deals with what? It deals with what? Satanic spirit, divine spirit, and what kind of spirit? Human spirit. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> always, number two now, the second fact I'd like to correct or to put more insight into is maintain the balance in dealing with demons. Maintain the balance in dealing with demons. Thank God, on Wednesday, by God's grace, we're going to have a deliverance service here. Some of you are going to see some things you have never seen before. And some of you are just going to flow in the normal, supernatural. Praise God. But when it comes to dealing with demons, we need to keep a good balance. You see, the reason why we don't see the ministry of deliverance too much in these last days, especially now again, it's coming up again, but there's too much imbalance. People are not staying on scripture. See, to avoid error, you must always stay on scripture. Amen? Always stay within the confines of the scriptures. Don't deviate. Don't stretch even the scriptures. Leave the scriptures the way it is interpreted. Because it is lack of staying on and with the scriptures that brings people into a lot of error. And rather than losing people, they are rebinding people into demonic oppression. The way some people teach about demons and casting out demons is very troubling. It is not in line with God's word and it builds I mean, it binds people instead of delivering people. It binds people more. For example, most people say, what most people say is the devil. It's not the devil at all. There are works of the flesh. There's the work of the flesh. You have to separate that. Work of the flesh is different from demonic manifestation or demonic operation. That different. Galatians 5. Let me, let me break that down a little bit. Galatians 5. Galatians 5. 19 to 21. Are we there? Who, who would like to read for us? A good, loud reader. Let me start from this column here. These three columns, anybody there? Thank you so much. Uh, give it to the praise God. Galatians 19.21. From 19 to 21. 5, 19 to 21, sorry. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which they, are these. They are not hidden. They are, they are manifest, the works of the flesh. Yeah. Which are these? Adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like of which I tell you before. And as such a, like. 
That means we can't even exhaust the list. There are about 16 things mentioned there. We can't even exhaust it. And such like. And such like. These are all the works of the flesh. All right? Now, according to this scripture, envy is there. Envy is the work of the flesh. But many a times, people will think that there is a demon of envy we need to cast out. No. That's just a work of the flesh. It's not demonology. There's no demon in envy. It's a work of the flesh. And the Bible is clear what we need to do to the work of the flesh. Praise God. It says there, <sighs> hatred is part of it. Can you see hatred? Uh, it's also mentioned. Then you say, is there a demon of hatred? No, there's no demon of hatred. No. Praise God. It's work of the flesh. What we have to deal with is the flesh, not the devil in this case. It's the what? Oh, talk to me. It's the what? Uh-huh. This is discernment of spirit working now. Because there are things you should discern properly. There are some things is work of the flesh. There are some things is demon infested. Now, when you see these things mentioned here, he said, it's the work of the flesh. And what do we do to the work of the flesh? The Bible is clear about it. He said, crucify it. He says, mortify it. Put it to death. The deeds of the flesh. Romans 8, 13. Let somebody from this column give us Romans 8, 13. And somebody from this column give us Colossians 3, 5. Romans 8.13. Okay, Sister Esther. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for uh, sin... Uh, uh. Romans 8.13. Romans 13. Sorry. Uh -huh. <laughs> For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. If ye through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. Through the spirit, mortify the deeds of the flesh. You must. This is, how you, this is how you overcome the flesh. You put the flesh to death. You starve it. You don't feed any of those things, the works of the flesh. You don't give them their food. Fornication needs food to survive. Adultery needs food to survive. Envy needs food to survive. The word of God says you starve those things. You don't feed them. Once you keep on feeding them, they're going to be alive in you. It's not the devil this time. It is you feeding it to be alive. Of course, listen to me. Let me balance it because these days you have to balance everything you say. Amen? Now, listen to me. It doesn't mean where the works of the flesh are manifesting. The devil is not in the background to take advantage of it. Do you understand? But you see, that spirit is not within. That spirit is external. 
I'm telling you where discernment of spirit, if there's anything you need to take home from discernment of spirit, it is this. Now, naturally, the works of the flesh are there. Are you listening? In the realm of a spirit, there could be devils and demons also putting pressure on that individual to instigate some things. So you ask yourself the question, is the oppression or the negative thing going on, is it from within or is it external? Let me give two illustrations and I hope you will get this and sink it all. Uh, let me have volunteers. Willie, um, that's just to wake up some same people sleeping. No, they went to work today, they might be tired. Willie, okay, very good, Willie. Praise God. Uh, all the young men are dodging. Uh, okay. Okay, volunteer. Dominic, come, 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 come. It's dangerous to use you because you have a vested interest in the house. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay, look at these two gentlemen. All right? Two young adults, handsome men, chest out, six pack. <laughs> Praise God. All right. Let's take one of the works of the flesh. Let's take fornication. All right? Okay. No, don't worry. You'll soon be free from that for the rest of You have a few weeks to go. And you can never commit that sin again. But it's licensed. When I give you your marriage license, you say, I'm licensed. Praise God. You, no, li no license yet. All right. Now, listen to this. Fornication is in the flesh. It's part of the old Adamic nature. Whether a man likes it or not, it is there. Whether a woman likes it or not, it is there in that body. Now, a married person cannot fornicate. What, can, what will a married person do? Adultery. So it's there. It's the same thing. It's just giving different nomenclature because of their status. That means the status is recognized in the realm of the spirit. Praise God. Now, listen to this. They too have a godly responsibility to put their body under check. Because Mr. Fornication has hung around them in times past. Now that they have become new creations in Christ Jesus, Mr. Fornication is still asking, do you have room for me? Praise God. What did I say Mr. Fornication is asking for? Do you have room for me? Now what is supposed to be their response every time? No, as children of God. All right? So, now the Bible tells them or instructs them that they should do something constantly. 
What should they do constantly to Mr. Fornication? Where is Mr. Fornication? In the flesh. In the flesh. Okay? In the flesh. Now, what should they do to Mr. Fornication all the time? Mortify. Crucify. Die daily. What does it mean to mortify? Don't ever feed fornication. If you feel it, it will grow. It's just like weed. Do you need to plant any weed anytime? <laughs> I must be careful. I'm not calling pot. I said weed, weed, weed. Weed that you will. Uh, weed that grows everywhere. Not pot. Okay, because it used to be called that name before. All right. Now, do you need to feed? Do you need to feed weed anywhere? No, it will just grow. Natural. Natural. That's what I'm saying. That this Mr. Fornicator or Mr. Fornication is very natural. Now, once they, once they begin to feed it, how do you feed it? R-rated movies. They told you it was R before you watched it. They told you. Then, then, then they got to that part. Then you are now looking for the remote. Remote, remote. You knew, you knew. You knew. You knew. So, so those things put images in. Listen, those things put images in. All right? It's seed. It's little by little. Okay? Praise God. They're young men. They ought to be disciplined. When they see, you know those objects that are strolling and everybody starts whistling? Uh -huh. When the whistle now starts coming, oh, it's figure eight, it's figure whatever. And they keep on looking. They keep on looking. They keep on looking until boom. Uh -huh. uh, it's training. It's training. They didn't train their eyes. Praise God. What's bringing it alive? It's bringing it alive. Okay, let me go to the other side a little bit. So it's not against man, okay? <laughs> the, the ladies too. Right? Like, oh, it's six pack. Oh my God. Oh my God. Six pack. What is packing you? Okay, let's, let's go on, let's go on. Now, now, you are feeding it. You are feeding it little by little. You are watching, you're going to sites you're not supposed to be going to. You are feeding it little by little, little by little. Now, listen, listen to what happens. The two of them now go to, let me just call it Sin City. Let's go. Let's go. Now we're strolling Sin City. Praise God. Now you get to Sin City. Now, in Sin City, there are demonic operations already going on. Things you didn't see, they're going to make you see it. Why? What is happening now in Sin City? What's happening? Demonic spirits are what? Are influencing. They are the ones, the demons, the one will sit on your shoulder. <laughs> Can't you see what's going on? They're going to have fun tonight. You understand what I'm saying? It's going to be saying different things, suggesting. Now, those are demonic influence. Even the atmosphere of the area is demonifested. Now, it depends on the two of them how much they have said no to the devil. Praise God. Now, in Sin City, the external forces are there. Do you understand now? It's 
it's already the demonic, the spirit of Wodom, let's call it the its name, is already strong there. Even in every city, you find out there are some areas of a city. It's Wodom infected. <laughs> I don't want to call names, but downtown, you do you understand what I'm saying? Apart from downtown, there are other areas of the city. I know, I know, eh, you mentioned it. Praise God. Yes, there's a street in this city, for example, that prostitutes line up. Don't tell me how I knew the place. Or don't ask me. I'm a pastor. I can go and pray. Amen. Unlike some of you doing evangelism there. Praise God. All right. Okay. Now, what I'm trying to point out to you is that demonic influence can be external, but can also be internal. Now, if the two of them have kept on saying no, not feeding their flesh with with the materials or the things that fornication need. When they get to Sin City, are you listening to what I'm saying? It's going to be difficult for the enemy to overcome them. Why? The demon this time is what? It's external. But when you have what is looking for on the inside of you, you are in total trouble. What I'm bringing out is, can you see how it can be external and internal? How does the work of the flesh become a demonic operation when you have given in so much to it that it takes control of you? It doesn't need, you don't get to, you don't need to get to Sin City before something wrong happens. You are already partners with Sin City. So when you get to see it is just welcome partner. Do you understand? Oh, they say, oh no, I'm not involved in that. Uh, we know ourselves what's wrong with you. You know? Do, do you get what I'm saying now? So it can be external, it can be internal. Sometimes you need discernment to bring that out. When you look at an individual, what problem does this person really have? Is it internal or is it external? Is it because of the place he lives? You know, there are some places you can live. You are infested already because of the spirit's ruling. It's external. So you need to discern that. You walk into some cities, you say, what is here? Too many innocent blood is here. Praise God. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Thank you. What a, what a test and trial you face now. Amen. Praise God. I want to encourage each and every one of us. One of the reasons we need discernment in our lives or why we are teaching this subject is for you to overcome the enemy also. Amen? Now, like I said, it's not all about the enemy. That's not why we are learning discernment. But that's one of the advantages it gives you. It helps you overcome the enemy. When danger is coming, you can know danger is coming. Why? Because you are sensitive to the spiritual. Praise God. Have you learned something? All right.
So let me ask that question. When is it internal? When do you know that the problem is an internal problem? I can't hear you. Who can answer it? When do you know that the problem is an internal problem? Whether it's envy, whether it's jealousy, whether it's pride. How do you know it's an internal problem? Fornication, adultery, all the works of the flesh. When do you know that is internal problem? Talk to me. I said it in my story. Unless you are just listening to the story, you didn't get it. When is it? Yes, sir. When it has taken total hold of an individual. Yes, correct, correct. I didn't put it that way, but very correct. Very correct. That's when, when the individual has given in. That's when it's an internal problem. That is, the temptation came, or you have been participating in it. That's an internal problem. Praise God. When is it an external problem? How do you know it's an external problem? When? No. When is it an external problem? When influenced by the spirit in the environment. How many people have been to certain environments and do you feel there's something wrong in this environment? How many have done that? I see somebody nodding there, yeah? You see, after this exercise, I want you, that's how you exercise yourself in discernment. I'll still get to that place, I'll teach it, but in case I don't get there tonight, you as a child of God, teach yourself or train yourself to become sensitive to your environment. You walk the walk according to the instructions of God. Also be able to pick the environment. For example, there was a time in this city, people did not know they were just going up and down, up and down. People were just minding their own business. But a suicidal spirit had come to tabernacle here. Praise God. And how many people do you think the suicidal spirit will, will take? What's the attraction for a su suicidal spirit? Let's say a suicidal spirit is in this city today. Who are those that they are easily going to be trapped in his web. There's, there's, there's something that is common in Canada that, that uh, depression. Do you know how many people are on antidepressant drugs? So that's why you see the rate when a suicidal spirit is around. It's easy to bring in those who are depressed. End it now. End it now. End it now. Those are the voices they'll be hearing. Praise God. Praise God. Now, now, spiritual people who see or you have a nudge that something is strange, what should you begin to do? Wait for pastor to call a prayer meeting? No, no, no. Well, the church has to fast and pray first. Is that what you do? Listen to me. We're teaching you stuff. Amen? You pick things like that, 
you call on a friend quickly. I'm sensing something is wrong in our city. There shall be no bloodshed. Praise God. There shall be no bloodshed. And you pick it up, start praying. After the two of you have prayed, what should be the next thing you do? What should be the next thing you do? Talk to me. What should be the next thing you do? You've prayed. You've prayed with your friend. Huh? Do we have a prayer, prayer team in this church? Do we have somebody in charge of a prayer team? Yeah, notify the person. We are intercessors in this city. Do you understand that? Notify the person. Let's take, let's cover this. This was what I felt during the week. Praise God. You don't just pray over that thing that you are waiting for the testimony so you can take the glory. That I prayed, I prayed. No, that's not what you do. Let's pray together. I see danger. Let's pray together and kick the spirit out of the city. And so on and so forth. Pedophile spirits, things like that. You got to be, but how do you know them? This is what we are teaching discernment. So that you can discern. You can, God will give you supernatural insight into the spirit realm and make you see things. Praise God. So, we need to be scriptural. We need to believe the truth of God's word. We need to practice the word. When I'm talking about actually, now, now, apart from, I'll still get there. I know I'm dumping my notes, but I'll still get there later. How many of us have taken out time to pray over the city? You prayed over the city you are living in, or the streets, or the streets you are living in, just to take a prayer walk, and just expel external spirits from where you are. How many of us have actually done that? You, you've taken a prayer walk. Good, good. I can see some hands. That's very, very good. Please, I want to encourage those of us that haven't. You see, these are the type of exercises that's going to encourage the, the sharpening of your spiritual gifts. If God is seeing you exercising your faith over your environment, you are very likely to be one of the people he will show things. Do you understand? Okay. So remember, the person who doesn't care, why would God want to tell him? He doesn't care. Praise God. He's just his dollar and cents is watching. I did not come to count how many bridges are on the skyway. I came to, you understand, some people are interested in different things. But when you are interested in the kingdom of God, God is going to be interested in your own personal affairs. But first, he will communicate things of the kingdom with you. He will show you things about it. If we are not a church who is concerned about our city, praying about our city, God will not show us things about our city. Praise God. Amen. So keep that. Note that. It's not, this thing is given for us to profit, but it's not just to be given so that we tread upon it or it's supposed to be tread. Remember the scripture says you don't spread your costly array before swines. God is not going to do that. How many people want to be used of God? Let me see your hands up. You want to be used of God. These are the little practical steps you take. Amen. And you see your discernment will increase because God sees 
your heart is connecting to his kingdom, to his affairs. Praise God. So, we have to be balanced. Uh, do not overstretch the truth. We have to be careful to follow. Uh, am I in the right place? Yeah, I'm in the right place. We have to be careful to follow what the word of God says. And uh, so that we can receive and have lasting results. Uh, I, I'm, I'm saying, because I'm talking about demonology now and study of demons and so on, before I move on to other things, uh, if you overemphasize over any Bible doctrine in exclusion of others, you can go to the extreme to get out of balance. And that's always dear to my heart that, look, you don't tilt the scale, you don't go out of balance, you don't. Um, let me give an example. For example, the doctrine of water baptism. Water baptism is one of the fundamentals of our Christian faith. It's important every Christian should be baptized, but for you to say that somebody who is not baptized by water will not make heaven, that is a wrong doctrine. It's important, you should be, but we keep scriptures the way it is. In fact, some people say, oh, if you are not baptized by immersion, you will not make heaven. You don't have salvation. Okay, Jesus spoke to the person to the left and right. The one believed in him, one didn't believe in him. He said, today you'll see me in paradise. Did that person get baptized? Okay. So definitely that person didn't make heaven. You see, you have to. That's why I'm saying don't overstretch. Do you get the point? Don't, don't overstretch the truth. Leave it where it is. Yes, the Bible says we should be baptized. We will be baptized. Amen? But don't go as much as saying emphatically that no baptism, no salvation. Some people have said it's water baptism is the one that saves us. Praise God. <laughs> I heard on the radio the other day, that one was even funny. He said, unless he, was, unless he baptizes you, you can't make heaven. <laughs> that is silly. Okay. Let me just, I just want to use this case of water baptism to emphasize how it cuts across to avoid heresy. How it cuts across every doctrine. I'm taking this one because it's the simplest one I can see. And we can take it as a case study around the scriptures. Okay? I believe in water baptism. But if you take water baptism or any other Bible doctrine, for that matter, to the extreme, you can certainly do more harm than do good to people. I also believe in the reality of evil spirits, but I believe we need to know something about them. But if taking 
to the extreme, you can do more harm than good for people. So, for example, in our days, well, I shouldn't say that, even to today, long time ago, uh, why the Ministry of Deliverance wasn't first popular? It used to be popular three decades ago, but many people made a caricature of it because people became more conscious of the devil more than God. And that's practically it. People who come for church service, they are looking for where demons are hiding. <laughs> As if, is the church of the living God a place for demons to hide? No. Praise God. No. So, devil, of course, can take advantage, like I said earlier, where the flesh is being manifested. But if you deal with the flesh, the devil will not have anything to work with. How many people agree with that? The devil can only work with when you have stuff with the flesh. And that's why Jesus Christ encouraged us in John 14, 30. He said, the prince of this world comes and what? Has nothing, has nothing in me. So that's one of the things we should do. Make sure we don't allow the devil to have a place in us. Very important. If you will do what the word of God says, this is my submission. Present your body as a living sacrifice, Romans 12.1. And Romans 6.13 Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin. If you do those two, Romans 12.1, Romans 6.13, it is certainly true that you will not participate in any shape or any form of evil. It is also certainly true that there are those who are bound by the enemy. That yes, this is the devil. This one is in bondage. All bondages, of course, are of the devil. That does not always mean that there is a direct presence of an evil spirit upon a person. That's what I was trying to give. That was what I was trying to illustrate with the two gentlemen I brought out. That sometimes evil spirit could be enforcing the problem. It could be external. And it can also be internal. Praise God. Number three. Let's quickly take the other thing so that we don't uh, spend the whole day on discerning of evil spirits and devil and all that. Number three. Discerning of similitude of God. For example, if you have encounters, how will you be able to know that this is a God thing? Or this thing is not of God. It's through discerning of spirits. That's how you can find out. Praise the Lord. Also within the scope of this gift is seeing the similitude of God. For example, Moses had an encounter in Exodus 23. No, sorry, Exodus 33 from verses 20 to 23. Exodus 33, 20 to 23. 
Can somebody read that for us? Who is the next person to read? Because we, Moses had an encounter. He was seen into the spirit realm. And we want to see where discernment is useful, where discernment works. It's not only in terms of detecting what is in the realm of a spirit as in evil spirits, but also the spirit of God. We can use it to discern. In this case, the similitude of God. When you have deep encounters, who did you see? You could see distorted images, you could see images, but what do those images represent? It's through discernment that you can pick that up. Some of you have dreams, some of you have, how would you be able to know this dream is of God? It's not of God. It's through discernment. Praise God. And this is one of the areas of discernment, like I said. Why, listen to me, we are teaching these things so that when you have the knowledge base, when you experience the spiritual reality, you are not surprised. You are not surprised. But without the teaching, uh, everything that is great, that should be, uh, because you don't have the foundation, you, you can throw it away or be careless with it. Now, I'm saying that discernment is also useful in the area of discerning the similitude of God. This is an encounter with uh, Moses. Who is reading for us? 20 to 23. Let somebody from this column read. Yeah, please. Exodus 33, 20 to 23. Exodus 33, 20 to 23. Yeah. But he said, you cannot see my face, mm -hmm. for no man shall see my face and live. And the Lord said, here is a place by me, and you shall stand on the rock. So it shall be while my glory passes by that I will put you in the cleft of the rock and will cover you with my hand while I pass by. Then I will take away my hand and you shall see my back, but my face shall not be seen. Yeah. This is an encounter, Moses with the Lord. And in this case, you can see Moses was seen in the spirit realm, actually. He was able to discern the similitude of God by manifestation of this gift of the spirit. He was able to see it, this gift of discernment. Another instance is in Isaiah 6.1. Isaiah 6.1, the prophet Isaiah, he said, he saw the Lord. He said his train filled the temple. Let's see, let's see Exodus, ah, sorry, I said Exodus, Isaiah, Isaiah, that's another encounter. So you see, you can see limit, similitude of God. All over the scriptures, I just picked these two, there were so many people who saw God in an unusual dimension. Praise God, it was through the discernment of spirit. Amen. Praise God. Uh, where are we? In the year King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. All this is by discernment of spirit, discerning of spirit. So we see here that discerning of spirit is not just in seeing into the realm of evil spirits. You can also see into the realms of God. 
by discernment of spirit. Amen. Number four, let's quickly. Discerning of the risen Christ. Many people in the flesh have not seen Jesus before. Not in my day, in my day today, well over 2,000 years ago, we know the Lord died. And nobody can say today he has seen Jesus. But you know that after he died, quite a number of people saw him, even recorded in the Bible. Am I correct? Who saw the Lord after he had risen? People like Paul saw him. People like Paul saw him even teaching face to face in the backside of the desert. And today you have seen people who lay claim that they saw Jesus. Even teachers in the body of Christ today. People like Kenneth E. Hagin have seen the Lord Jesus Christ. I brought an apostle friend of mine here before. Uh, how many people still remember Apostle Achudume? You still remember Achudume? Achudume has seen Jesus face to face before. I haven't. Praise God. But I have friends who have seen him. Praise God. Have I had supernatural encounters? Yes. But have I seen the Lord face to face? Mm. But I have friends who have seen him. I have teachers of the world. Kenneth E. Again, of blessed memory. Archbishop Benson Idarusa. The man with fire in his bones. They've seen the Lord. Praise God. I've seen, I have teachers in my life who have seen even the devil face to face. Praise God. Hallelujah. That one is scary. Praise God. <laughs> it's a bit scary. Yeah. Some people serve the devil up to that point. Amen. Praise God. <laughs> I, I don't know whether I should leak it, but I hope you won't run the next time it comes. My spiritual father, he has said it. Uh, in those days in church, you, you start to look at him. <laughs> Praise God. He has said it. I didn't know he even told it. Praise God. I have seen the devil. Uh, not once, twice. He has seen <laughs> And several encounters also. So, discerning of the risen Christ. Through the designing of the spirits, or seeing into the realm of the spirit, one could also discern the risen Christ. No one has actually seen Jesus in his physical flesh, bone, and body in our day. Luke 24, 39. Let's see that. Luke 24:39. Behold, my hands and my feet. That it is I myself, handle me and see. For a spirit had not but flesh and bones as ye see me have. Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. Uh, but uh, what's his name? Uh, Doubting Thomas. He said, unless I touch his uh, hand, unless I put my finger in the nail of his hand, and that side that had a pierce, I would not believe. Praise God. But you and I know that after his ascension, he went to sit on high. His ascension, we can see that when he ascended on high, he gave gifts unto men. Acts 1.9, Hebrews 1.3. And also, 
when he sat down at the right hand of God, the Bible says that he made intercession. Hebrews 7.25, he made the intercession for me. See, after this episode, over 2,000 years ago, nobody can say he has seen the resurrected Christ. Many have, even through the discernment of the Spirit. Praise God. I said, praise God. Some through this gift have been able to see into the realm of the spirit and have seen the risen Lord, not the crucified Christ, but the risen Lord. This gift might bring with it even word of knowledge and word of wisdom. But we can't talk about that until we talk about word of knowledge and word of wisdom. Remember, the gift of discerning of spirit is supernatural insight into the spirit world where divine spirits as well as evil spirits are. Praise God. Discernment of spirits can be manifested to reveal the human spirit. Discernment of spirit then deals with three kinds and three classes of spirits. Like we said in the beginning of this teaching, number one, divine spirit. Number two, satanic spirit. Number three, the human spirit. Glory be to God. Our time is fast spent. Next week, we'll still continue on discernment of the spirit, but we are going to talk about discerning the Holy Spirit. How do you know it's the Holy Spirit that is operating? And not just the spirit of a man. And not just a different spirit. We begin to say it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Let's appreciate Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening. We hope you have been blessed by the word today. Please join our services live every Sunday, 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. and Bible study every Friday, 7 p.m. at 95 Church Street, St. Catharines. We hope you have a wonderful week ahead and God bless you.